What's going on, good people? Welcome to another edition of Kingly Conversations, man, where we just essentially do that. We have good conversation, good topics, at least we hope they're good, right? And guess what? This is now season three yeah. of Kingly Conversations, right? Welcome. So season three, episode one of the podcast. Oh, so, show. Can we get an applause for that? Oh, 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 you need an applause? Hey, let me, let me give you that. Let me give you that right there. Yay. <laughs> there you go. You got that applause. Season three. Season three. Come on, everybody. I, all the listeners out there, season three. You had your espresso uh, this morning. Definitely. I did have nothing. I have lack of sleep. That's what I have. Sleep. Okay. I'm on fumes, baby. <laughs> sleep deprivation. All right, let's, let's get it. All right. So, uh, again, everybody, you know, we are always available anywhere and everywhere that you listen to a podcast. Yes. And as I all have been saying for the past season, just go Google us. And Kingly Conversations will come up. Just look for the logo, and that's going to be us. Nobody, nobody else has it. I made sure of that. Or you so, can just ask me about my podcast. Or you can just ask Zoe about his podcast. So, of course, <laughs> as I am every week, I'm Alan. Husanaba. This is Twine. <laughs> Welcome. Also known as Twine. Ask about my podcast. Your friend, your mentor, Calvin D. Hill. Hey. We got a special right, guest but, today. Yes, we do have a special guest today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we're going to be talking about some uh, psychological uh, issues out there in the world. And we have a special guest by the name of Anne Marie. Hello, are you there? I am. Hello. Hey, loud and clear. Lovely, lovely. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Uh, my name's Anne Marie. I am. I actually work with Twine. What's your? But um, I have a psychology degree, bachelor's, and also a forensic psychology degree for my master's. Um, mm. I just love the whole world of psychology. Always have since I was a little kid. I think it started, you know, with my grandma making me watch all those SVU episodes. You know. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I would really love to work with um, either children in the juvie system or victims of crimes. Okay. But figured, you know, a little psychological help with your episode might be fun. Yeah. I thought it would be dope because we, we talked at work and, and you mentioned uh, what you had degrees in. And me and the fellows was like, yo, we got to get somebody up here that has some knowledge of it or some kind of experience with it. So uh, you did come to mind. And I thank you for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Let's All do right, it. So let's let's get it going, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, since uh, we have a, a thing going on here, it's pretty standard that uh, if you come up with the topic, uh, you have to lead. Would you like to do that as our guest today? Um, I think I would like a little, a little of both, a little help. This is my okay. first podcast. Okay, that's you know, the okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not going to throw yeah, we're going to throw you to the wolves there. So, um, uh, today's topic is daddy mommy issues. Um, one of the things that I 
was drawn to about this topic was me personally having some of the uh, mommy daddy issues, more of a mommy issue for me because of, of my relationships uh, or my my uh, my uh, coming up as as youth. Um, so with that being said, um, I, I do see something right here. What you hey, got, I Calvin? Got, I got a question for uh, Anne Marie. Jump into it. Yeah. Um, can you explain? The mommy daddy issue, like what when when you tell somebody they have a mommy daddy issue, what does that entail, or, or from your perspective, what does that mean? So I first brought up the idea um, because a lot of people in relationships are, I mean, from my point of view, anyway, as a woman, mm-hmm. you always hear, oh, she's got daddy issues, or from a guy, or from a woman saying to a guy, oh, you know, he's too attached with his mom, or Right. You know, guys in because of my forensic psychology background, um, a lot of men that are in jail or have done a lot of bad crimes have mommy issues. Mm. So um, I did bring that up, but then I started reading a book about attachment styles, which is um, where I really got the idea of going more because. Attachment styles deal with our past and also bring into our future relationships. Okay, real quick. Can you give me two uh, attachment styles? Just give me two. There's three, actually. Okay. Um, Secure, anxious, and avoidant. Hmm. Now, what's the anxious one? Because I'm not sure. I'm one of those people that deny a lot. And I may have uh, mommy-daddy issues, but I like to deny it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so, yeah. So, so, yeah. can you explain that? Welcome. Yeah. So, um, for me, and I'm gonna be honest with myself, I have an anxious attachment style. So, anxious pretty much means. Um, so, if do you mind if I read from the book? Actually, uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Think. Okay. So. Um, secure people are people that are comfortable with intimacy and are usually like warm and loving, uh, interest people are people that crave intimacy, but are often preoccupied with relationships. And they're the ones that tend to worry a lot in relationships until they feel secure. Mm -hmm. So for me, for example, when I first get into relationships, I'm always worried that, um, they might cheat. Now, let me step the older I get, I'm not really as much like that. When I was in my younger twenties, I was really bad. Okay. Um, I was always afraid like, Oh, I would mess up one little thing. I'd be afraid that he would, you know, break up with me. And it could be like the smallest thing. Got it. Um, and then avoidant people, um, they equate intimacy with a loss of independence and are constantly trying to minimize closeness with people. So they're the type that would, want somebody there but then when it gets too real they push you away Mm. and secure people are the ones that people want to be they're the ones that don't get upset easy want that intimacy and aren't afraid to show it okay nice nice well i just learned something today because i have transitioned from the avoidance to the the secure man shout out to that i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) i got it go ahead calvin no, no, no. I, had, I thought I had uh, another no, question. No, I type, I type what okay. you asked. That's, okay. what I, that's what I put on there. Yeah. Very, very nice. So I'm, I'm wondering for 
is there a certain uh, behavior that comes with, like, if I have a mom issue, is there a certain behavior patterns I can look for? Or if I have a dad issue, is there a certain uh, something I could know to identify, okay, this is the root of that. This is what's causing that issue in my life. So a lot of times when you're a child, that's when your attachment style begins. So when you're younger, um, if your mother or father, depending on who you grow up with, Mm -hmm. or it could be both, if they're not the type that is um, not saying overbearing, but they're not the ones that, you know, take care of you the right way, as in nurture you and, you know, make if you cry they're going to take care of you if they don't give you those basic needs you're most likely going to grow up to have an anxious style Mm, or an avoidant so like if my mother um you know if she was the type that when i cried didn't give me any love just avoided me um i could you know grow up with an anxious style which is going to give me you know, always wanting to please her. And if I do something wrong, then it's the end of the world. And then I could also grow up to be just like her and avoid any intimacy. Hmm, that's um, tough. Or well, either way, hey, I'm going through my life and looking at like scenarios of people and I can see exactly what she's talking about. Mm. That's crazy. Painting a very vivid picture here. That's crazy. And then also if you're like, um, if you're an anxious person, you really want to avoid people that are avoidant because an anxious person for me, I want closeness. I want, um, you know, that, that love. And I'm very sensitive to little changes. Like it could be just the, a tone that I feel in a text message or, you know, something like that. Since a lot of us, you know, just text, but, Mm. um, avoidance send, mixed signals because they'll say hey you know come over tonight or stay or you know um like i just my last ex you know invited me to meet his family and then a week later broke up with me with no reason wow and then even though like his his family didn't ooh, his family didn't even know that he broke up with me so it's like you know it's those people aren't the ones that you want to be with you want to be with somebody that's secure okay 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 so I have a I have a question. Um, mm-hmm. Say, for example, I was the the secure type. How would a person, or not me in general, just just in general, how would a person that's more of the secure type deal with somebody that have these uh, avoidance issues or the um, the other issue that you mentioned, the type, oh, the two types? That's, that's actually a really good question, and. I actually want to shout out to this book I read because I read it myself because I knew that I needed help in that section to, I know I, you know, studied attachment styles, but this really opened it up. Okay. It's called Attached by um, Dr. Levine and a woman um, named Rachel Heller. She has a master's degree Hmm. um, in forensic psychology or at least psychology. Um, and it's called detached, but it actually goes through all the stuff that we're going to talk about, like how to deal with it, how to know if you are that type of person. Um, but they actually give, I think it's kind of like, this makes no sense to me because they want you to do like a little checklist to write it all out. 
But that just seems a little overbearing to me. I don't know. You know, like that just seems like if I if I said something wrong and then I got to go and write write stuff down, that's not what I'm going to do. Let's be honest. Got it. Um, but they pretty much are going to want you to just, you know, look at what you're truly meaning because you could be mad that you know he. I'm talking about as a woman, like he came home late, but that's not what you're really mad about. Okay. You're mad because you're not getting the intimacy that you want. I just so wanna, instead of, yeah. I just want to say something real quick. Uh, you actually was transparent in uh, sharing with us what type you were. So I wanted to take a moment right now to ask the fellas in here, um, moment of transparency. I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there. What what of these three? What would y'all think? Um, as far as the issues that we're discussing, what type of style would you would you be? Would you describe yourself? I'm talking to the man in the mirror. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, okay. I don't. I mean, because it's so difficult to see yourself unless you are, you know, studying and 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 then looking back on as I look back. Over my life, unless you are doing that, <laughs> then you know you. Uh, I'd have to. I'd have to sit and think about it. Okay. I might have to make that list. Okay. It is. It is hard because, like, when I first started studying psychology, I was like, "Oh dang, oh man, I'm real messed up." You know, like. Wow, that that you reflection. don't realize stuff. Um, but I actually found in my book the um, the thing about being what I was talking about with mothers and fathers when you're younger. Um, it did say that in a study done in 2000 um, by the University of Toronto, um, results showed that um, there is a link. Now, a lot of psychology deals with correlation, not causation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if do you, you guys know what that means, right? No, explain. Um, do you want me to explain or are you, no, you, don't, you don't have to go into detail. Give us okay. a short version. So basically, um, children with mothers or fathers who are sensitive to needs have a more secure attachment style, but, um, other variants come into play. They're saying, um, that can increase a child's chance of being secure. Okay. So that could be easy temperament from the parents or whoever's responsible. Um, if the parents had a happy marriage, um, if they were low stress and um, didn't have depression, mm -hmm. and if they had social support from other people. Mm -hmm. um, so they're saying attachment styles are a major stressor is how you're brought up, but it also can be the environment around you as well. And I think that's difficult because you don't, like most kids have no idea what their parents may have been going through while they were trying to be parents. So yep. it's, it's certainly possible that you could have a ton of trauma just, and they were just doing the best they knew how to do. Mm -hmm. I think that, that's why as an adult, you kind of go back and think back on your past and reevaluate it to kind of dig that root up to find out, okay, what was the issue? What was the real cause? Why am I like this based so, off of that? I got a question in response to what you just said. So yeah. how, well, actually, the, what Calvin just said, he said that a person would have to take time to reflect on the things they went through in youth to 
to kind of get a better understanding. So yeah. what, do you, what do you tell those people who's like, no, I'm good. It's <laughs> not me, it's them. Um, I think that just means, I mean, I think everybody has stuff they need to work on. Let's just start it at that. Okay. I mean, nobody's perfect. Um, but I think a lot of people that refuse to work on themselves are, I mean, for lack of better words, just not. You can say it. Great humans. That's so politically yeah, correct. Trying to be nice I love it. it. <laughs> it's, that's good. Like, I mean, you know me. I don't really have a filter. I'm trying to be nice now. You know? Okay. Yeah. Well, well you, you, so, don't, you, you can say it the way you feel it. No? As long as you're not degrading anybody, it's fine. Say it, say it how you feel. Uh, but the, the Nile no, is not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> And oh, I, I live in Egypt often. <laughs> I'm just saying because, you know, the world isn't where it should be. Right. And I don't think anyone's perfect. Not saying that people need to change their exact being, you know, like you don't have to change everything about you. But to be able to open up and see the differences, even if it's not, you, you know, your personality, just the world, you know, that's the issue is nobody wants to listen to the other side of anything hmm. and to look in on themselves and see what's wrong with them. Yeah. Oh, nothing's ever wrong with them. That's it's, right. It's the other person. I'm going to tell you what, I'm completely opposite of that, but I've been through the storm and, and I've been in the center of the storm and all the above around oh, under it, all that. So I, I definitely do a lot of reflection because for me, it's my sense of peace. It's my sense of who I am, like understanding who I am, because um, just to personalize all this information or what we're talking about in topics, uh, you know, some may have known my story if they listened to the podcast earlier or the, the earlier episodes, but um, I was adopted and, you know, there were some issues going on uh, when I was being raised up. So I didn't have a lot of the things that, um, you know, children with their biological parents have that, that closeness, that, that, um, feeling of being a part of something. So mm -hmm. as far as a family, so I definitely can relate to majority of things that you have here, having the mommy issues. And, um, I'm just thankful that, uh, when my mother did pass, we had a conversation and there was some, uh, closure prior to, uh, her her leaving so um, and and also finding my biological parents shortly after that and understanding the history of where I came from uh, not really getting the opportunity to meet them because they have also you know uh, passed as well but I was able to get connected with the family members on each side and have a conversation with them so um, a lot of these issues that we talk about, I've definitely have seen them firsthand. So, uh, for any of those listeners out there, um, if, if you have, I don't know, but like I said before, you have to have, seek help in order to do so. But I would definitely, if you do have, if you do have issues and you see things are, are repeating themselves as far as relationships, not only in personal relationships, uh, just business or anything like that, I, I would definitely seek some guidance. I totally agree. For sure. You know, that's I think what I had to do. I was really bad in like my early twenties and 
I realized that I was part of the problem in my relationship. Obviously, at that age, nobody thinks they are. And you have to realize that and then figure out how to fix it. Because otherwise, you know, you're going to be alone. And then, you know, that just doesn't make for a fun life. Yeah. For a long time, I thought I was going to be an old, grumpy, single man. (laughs) I mean, my dad (laughs) has grandchildren already. Say that again. I said my dad has stopped asking for grandchildren. Oh, wow. <laughs> you had a question? No. Yep. We're good. I have a question. Or well, I have uh, in the notations here, um, connected with our love language. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards of that, what what are some of these or how does these issues in, in your perspective, how would they affect those love languages? Um, oh, first of all, let's let's uh, are y'all are you using the five with, love languages? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are y'all familiar with? If the listeners uh, were referring to the five love languages, there's actually a book for it. Uh, I have to look that up to see what it is, and I'll give you a resource on that. But uh, it goes into detail about the different love languages that individuals have uh, collectively. Um, so, with they, that being said, they better be familiar. We talked this is the second time we talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Better, they better go back and listen to one of the other episodes. Yeah, I think I've, I've I don't. Hey, I don't know what season that was. It was season two. <laughs> it was definitely season they two. They just have to listen to all the other two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Okay. Exactly. But uh, back to my question, Amory, what, how does, or does, do you think, in your perspective, the, 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 oh, I can't even talk. Do these styles, I'm, I'm the answer is yes. Okay, got it. Thank you. <laughs> Get straight to it because I'm stumbling. I'm fumbling yeah, the ball over here. Uh, so, more of the personal side of me with the anxious, which is what I can talk about more, um, just because I deal with that. But um, psychologically, it's more. So, with me for anxious, I need that feeling of affirmation, um, which is one of them, I believe. Um, and wanting to know that that person likes me or, you know, loves me or thinks highly of me in one way or another. And it's not about putting me on a pedestal, just, Hey, was thinking about you today. Or if they're, you know, um, even if they're somewhere where they can't talk like work, even during like a two minute bathroom break or, you know, you know, lunch break, I get a two second text that says, Hey, thinking of you. Mm. Uh, those are the types of things that make me feel more secure. And when I feel more secure, the relationship isn't going to be me nagging or me feeling that um, I need, you know, that anxious style because once my attachment style starts to break through, that's when I start doing things that are out of character because of my anxious style. Mm. I, I, so. <clears throat> So I have, People I have a, that are avoidant are going to want different things as well. Got it. Okay. So now with anxious style, mm-hmm. since we went through COVID and anxiety has gone through the roof. Oh, yeah. Do you think that plays a part? Oh, the, absolutely. The, okay. Absolutely, so so give, yeah. give us give two tips just like how to how to help someone overcome that, because I've seen it like 
a lot all of a sudden. People have become anxious. They're they're so like that, that's think, insecure feeling. I think that's um, totally different than an actual attachment style. Okay. Um, I think that's more of just um, being anxious or social anxiety. Um, but the best things, a lot of those people have already had a social anxiety beforehand. Um, because most people might be afraid of germs. So they could be, you know, uh, what's that word for the germ? Germaphobe. Germaphobe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of people are anxious because of, you know, being told that they could die or, you know, all this stuff in the media. So they're afraid of social anxiety and most likely um, germophobia and um, thinking of the other one. Um, I can't think off the top of my head, but, oh, they could, you know, have be afraid of being sick. I don't know what it's called. Hypochondria. Um, but things like that, it's not really dealing with an attachment style per se. Mm-hmm. It would be more of a... Um, Avoidance. Of, uh, of a social anxiety like an actual phobia got it but to help break that the only thing you can really do is um deal with like i want to say it's a cognitive behavioral type of therapy which is basically you know when if you're afraid of um snakes Mm -hmm. you first look at snakes in a picture and then you would then see a snake through a glass and then eventually you would touch a snake and you would get over that Okay. okay. So it's kind of like, you know, you would slowly get yourself out there. But then there's people that have arachnophobia, which is, I think that's what it is. Or is that the spider that's one? That's spiders. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the one is where you're afraid to go outside. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, good. But that uh, was my best answer. Gotcha. I have a question. Um, <laughs> yeah. In, in our uh, conversation in the podcast today, you you mentioned you was transparent in sharing with us uh, what type uh, you were, and you said uh, insecure. Uh, you said you was bad then, but you're not as bad now. Uh, mm-hmm. For the listeners out there, what are some of the things that help you transition from uh, more of an anxious person to less of an anxious person? If that if, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So. Um there's stuff that you can avoid. Um, you know, most insecure people are overthinkers. I'm still an overthinker. I don't think that's ever going to change, but I try not to get too excited over a specific subject. And I'm not talking about happy, excited. I'm just talking about, um, thinking, always thinking the bad about things. Cause that's what I do. I think of the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, making sure you're communicating your feelings, which is really hard for people with insecure attachment styles because you don't want to potentially, you're thinking you're going to piss somebody off if you're, you know, telling them how you feel. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn to stick up for yourself. Got it. Which I definitely didn't do my entire life till I was probably like 22. <laughs> um, and then don't try to do a tit for tat with somebody. Um, especially if you're with an avoidant, um, type of personality, they are the type that want to 
get away from you. So if you're constantly trying to get their attention, it's just going to get worse. Because mm. uh, they're just going to, you know, want to get rid of you even more. And then that, it, it, sorry, I'm, you know, speaking over my words. Um, that anxiety person is just going to get deeper into that hole. And they're the ones that are going to hurt worse than the, uh, you know, avoidant. avoidant. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes wow. sense. Well, and then you have to, you know, make sure that you're um, not trying to think of everybody else's feelings. you got to make sure you're, you know, looking in on yourself. And I just think um, being older just helped my maturity level as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that what sense. I did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, for me personally, um, I, I think the therapy definitely did help me um get through some of the the uh mommy daddy fox ears uh issues <laughs> i did counseling too so. oh for sure yeah it definitely yes, helps it man so uh i just wanted to take time to encourage uh the listeners out there if if you do have some of these things or you find yourself under one of these categories or styles that uh Anne marie has uh educated us with uh, i would definitely seek some kind of counseling to to help get through that it's it's much better on this side i'm just saying mm. Uh oh. It is. <laughs> hey, hey Miss Anne Marie. Could, go ahead. Go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. There was one thing I remember my counselor saying. Um, this was back in I think 2012, but he said, um, "Try, you know, say what you're what you're anxious about, and then if you can't fix it right now and you you can't control it, then put it to the side. Because if you can't control it right now and you don't have the ability to do anything." Why are you worrying about it? <coughs> Boom. That's a, that's yeah. a microphone drop right there. Yeah. Matter of fact, can we get one of those for that? <laughs> oh, oh, also, right. um, if you don't mind me talking about one one thing. Go ahead. Um, you were just talking about, you know, if somebody needs help, you know, go and get it. There's actually, um, you know, a lot of people don't get um, help, but the... In Hampton Roads, there's an Urban League of Hampton Roads, which, um, and this is from their uh, About Us page on their website. I actually wrote about it for one of my papers. Okay. Um, it enables, this is straight from their page. So it enables um, African Americans and others to secure, you know, self-reliance, um, power, and um, they have, uh, you know, services and programs in employment, education, health, housing throughout the um, Hampton Roads for advocacy, research, and, you know, helping okay. the uh, community. So if anybody needs that in Hampton Roads, they can go to them. Gotcha. And what was the name of that again? The Urban League of Hampton Roads. Gotcha. I just want to make sure we uh, mention it one more time. Uh, I would like to thank you, Anne-Marie, for joining us. It has definitely been an educational, a learning experience. I learned uh, some things about myself uh, as far as my the history. Now I can make a connection psychologically or is that the word for it? Psychologically? Hey, whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, uh, hope, Hopefully we can get you back up here and doing, doing some more. Uh, I believe we got some topics out there that we, we can definitely – uh, get into. Hey, hey Marie, one more time. <clears throat> do, do you have uh, your 
contact info or something that people can reach out to you or you don't do that kind of work or you do do that kind of work um well you say you work with Fonzo? i don't have a license yet because the school i went to was in a different state okay and uh with covid they um hampton roads virginia area hasn't done in-person training which is what i need for my license because of covid okay um so i am in process of doing my license um but if anyone wanted to contact me for you know little stuff um they definitely can uh it's just my amory chasari at you know at facebook they can message me good okay. deal appreciate it thank you, thank you. and thank hey you. keep thank us you. keep us up to date when you get that license i for, will definitely for sure hey amory yep you made it. <laughs> I know. We got through I'm it. Real <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Any closing? Any closing remarks? No. I, I hope we do it again. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's a wrap. Thank y'all for listening, Alan. I ain't got nothing, man. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah. Bye.